This is the show formerly known as Quit, where we used to help people kick their crummy corporate stooge jobs to the curb and start something awesome. But it's not called Quit anymore, and to be honest, I don't really know exactly what it is going to be called. One thing I do know is that it's Friday, April 11th, 2014. I also know that my name is Dan Benjamin, and I also know that my friend, co-host, and uh, counter-director slash producer at 5x5 sitting across the table from me is Hattie Cook. Hi, Hattie. Hello. But that's all I know. That's all. That's it. The show formerly known as Quit. I also know that, that it's been a long time since I've done this show. Uh-huh. And... Uh, we went over the reasons for that on a frequency that we recorded yep. yesterday, so I don't need to re- rehash them. But not everybody I found out, not everybody who listens to uh, to 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 this show also listens to the frequency. Correct. So I'll summarize. Hattie gave me intentional food poisoning. And <laughs> not really. It wasn't intentional. It was unintentional. You knew it would happen. I did not. And then, uh, after she intentionally gave me food poisoning, we uh, we then both contracted a terrible, terrible uh, stomach. Uh, the difference between food poisoning and a stomach, what people would call a stomach flu. Food poisoning is, oh my gosh, I ate something terrible. I feel really bad for I'm like 24 dying. hours. Now I'm yeah. better. What we had was something that lasted the better part of two weeks. It's more of just like a queasy, not good feeling for like two Super weeks. Super bad indigestion, bad uh, times. digestion. We call this bad, bad times. times. <clears throat> and then we had South by Southwest. And yep. then my uh, two and a half year old daughter brought home an upper respiratory infection that, that it was really, really, really bad. And then uh, as a result of, of coughing and coughing and uh, for, for days and then actually spending a day in bed, which I never do, and coughing in bed, I managed to really scrub my back, which is in, A, really embarrassing first world problem. And B, uh, according to the, the, my back uh, the lady, uh, you know, physical therapy lady, lady. <laughs> my back lady, uh, she said uh, that it's incredibly common. That people always are screwing up their backs from coughing or sneezing when they're sick. So, uh, thus begins physical therapy for Dan so that this never happens again. We have some sponsors that we will cover during the show. New Relic, our friends over at LegalZoom, and Hover, or as the French say, Hover.com. Or Hova. Jay-Z's yes. Hova? Yes. But uh, we we are back, so sorry. And but you know what's interesting is uh, the entire process of being away from the show has given me a lot of time to think about the show and, and get more angry again. See, now there's only th- three calls. We had four calls in the queue. <sighs> I will not take any calls until we have four calls in the queue. That is the rule. So these people are going to be waiting a long time. Long time. If you would like to call in the show formerly known as quit you can do that 512-518-5714 number to dial 512-518-5714 we will talk to you we will help you and the reason that i'm changing the name of the show from quit to something else is a simple one uh two things happen when you name a show quit one is people (laughs) think it's about a cessation of smoking yes which to my knowledge a show is not about no and the second thing that happens is people think it's about quitting your job. 
which originally it kind of sort of was, but I would get a lot of people. It sounds very rebellious. Quit. Go quit your job. You know, let's add rebellion. Add the word rebellion. I'm in a thesaurus, the the word rebellious. We have a little list of potential titles going. So the thing about it was that I actually very, very rarely encouraged people to quit their job. If anything, if you were to go back through statistically, and compile a list of the number of times that I told people, quit your job versus don't quit your job. I think I told people to quit once, maybe twice. And I almost always was telling people, don't quit. The show's not really about that. It's really not about that. The name was good. It just kind of stuck. I but have two more. I would love to hear them. Uh, radical. Radical. Or, or riotous. <laughs> radical, when I was a youngster, radical was something that skateboarders would say if something was Radical, cool. yeah. totally mad. Yeah. Yeah. So I do like that name. Rest, restless? Like, you're so restless, you just gotta, like, eh. do things. Eh. I don't know. But it's it's an interesting topic. My friend Anthony Stauffer recently, who's been doing a site called steviesnacks.com where he teaches people, essentially he teaches people how to, uh, how to play guitar with a focus on, uh, the Stevie Ray Vaughan style. Um, he has had this name for his company. He thought of it in five minutes on a, a lark one day when he was like, I need to name my side something. I'm going to put up some lessons. Fantastic guitarist, fantastic guitar teacher. Uh, and he called it steviesnacks.com, which it's catchy, but he's doing so much more than just that. So he's renaming it, and uh, he calls it Texas Blues Alley now. I love that name. Great name. Much, much more appropriate for the kind of things that uh, that he's doing. Uh, the thing about Anthony is he's he's... He plans everything. He thinks everything through almost in some ways to a fault in that he, he will, he will take so much time to think and so much time to plan. I don't think it's really to a fault now that I think about it, but, but he just, this is something that he really, really, really spent a lot of time and thought into making a big change like that. I'm not going to spend that much time renaming quit. No. But I will tell you what the – but it's an, it's an interesting topic when you make that kind of a change, when you rename a company. You know, if, uh, if some big, big, you know, Fortune 500 company came out and said, oh, by the way, we've got a trademark for, you know, 5x5 five five in, uh, you know, in the podcast realm. You can't use that name anymore. Like, that would suck, and I would have, yeah. to, re- I would have to find a new name. You know, you, renaming something, it, it's, it's a part of – you know, I'm not so much worried that because I don't feel like Quit has a brand. Yeah, behind it. I'm not it. worried about that. Five by five, yes, but Quit, no. So I feel like changing it's all right. But I, I'm tired of people coming to me and saying, "Oh, I don't listen to that one because I like my job." Right, and you're like, "But well, but we're this always is we're about talking about how to job. how to make your job better or how, how to like your how job, how to like your job, right?" And people are always like, "Well, I don't want to quit, so what do I listen to that show for?" Well, you know, if if you call if, if if you were to call a show quit, of course people are going to think that's what it's about. So, got to change it. Here are some titles that Hattie has compiled for us, and that the listeners these are listener suggested names for the show: reboot, restart, start, grit, pivot, shift, the edge, which is a reference to the tweet. Yeah, uh, go. 
And now Hattie has several more. What are they? What oh, the they're, they're gone now. What do you mean they're gone now? The, I went off of the page. I didn't say them because you had no Could you go response. back? Could you back, go back to I the I can one? try, yeah. yeah. They call this dead air. Yeah. Uh, oh, rebel. Uh-huh. Or radical. Uh-huh. Or riotous. There was one other one before that. No, remember, it was radical. Yeah, but there was one other riotous, one. Riotous, um... Unruly? <laughs> well, anyway, if you're in the chat room... Defiant. I like that Virginia. Here's Dis- Virginia's Disorderly take conduct. Virginia, who is the master of podcast marketing. She is. Uh, with a long history of running a podcast network, chimes in, says, I don't think you need to change the name. It's on lazy people to give it a listen, read your uh, defense description, and realize it's not about reductive advice. It's just about a punchy name. Yeah, unrestricted no, is pretty cool. I think it's got to change. I think it's time for change. What about the word unrestricted? I love I love Anthony Bourdain's show. No reservations. That's no reservations. reservations. I love that. And by the way, thanks very much to Andrew Zimmern. Yeah, who happens to he has the best list ever. He has a great list of Austin restaurants, and we've been to almost all of them. And and uh, it made great validation to know that like one of your favorite restaurants is Andrew Unha- Zimmern's place to go when he hits Austin unhinged now that's a good one unhinged because it has a little bit of insanity right i like that and you're like i'm gonna quit my job and then we're we're never gonna talk about quitting your job because it's like i'm gonna quit my job and you actually talk them off the ledge ledge. that's why i think the edge title person was was going for let's see how many callers we got so we can stop bsing okay we got four i'm just gonna send that just so we don't forget it i think i know which one virginia is so i'm gonna take this one instead all right. Hey, uh, who's this? Hey, what's going on, Dan Hattie? This is Ben up in New York City. Ben in New York. Hey, Ben, what's going on up there? Way up there. Fancy um, pants, New York City. Fancy pants, New York City. Uh, I'm honored to be the first caller on the grand return of the show. What should, we, na- like what should we name it, Ben? What should we call this show, Ben? You know, I honestly don't have anything that, that's better than anything Virginia has, so I'm, I'm going to put it back on the jackals. <laughs> All right. All right, so what, what's up with you? What are you calling about? Sorry that the show has been gone for so long. That's okay. It's actually perfect timing because I gave uh, gave my notice for six and a half years of a crummy job at the end of March. Wow. And I'm really excited to announce that I uh, got a sweet new job here in the city, and I'm loving it. Okay, so, so let's take a step back. I have a few questions in there because I think that a lot of the folks who listen to All the right. show are, are in jobs that maybe they don't love and you said you were in a crummy job for six and a half years and i know you may not want to badmouth your company or give too much information but could why would you was it crummy the whole time and and why would you stay in a job that was crummy what what were your options it got steadily worse every year so i mean starting out it was great and then then over time just just went downhill uh the the one Two safety reasons, really. A little bit of golden handcuffs. The money and the benefits were really good. Right. Even though I didn't like the work. And I did have a really good direct manager. He and I had a really excellent relationship. I was sad to leave him behind. It was the, the people above him that I ended up not really agreeing with so much. So those are probably the two reasons I stayed for so long. Um, did you just tweet me? Uh, I did, yeah. Okay, I I see, now I see. Now I can. Holding on. I just want to com- I want to commend you, Ben, because he has a great avatar. Yep. It's a picture of him. 
And I, I feel like I know you I now. feel like I know him now. Yep. And this is the thing. I'm going to get back into this. I have to harp on this. I have to say this again. There, somebody else uh, uh, who, who tweeted me about he's excited the show is back. His, uh, he has some letters on a black background for his avatar. No. You have to have your face. I want to see who you are because when I meet you at the next 5x5 five five meetup or at WWDC or at XOXO. We can be like, hey, oh, you were that caller. I remember you were that guy that called it. You know what? Let's go grab a drink because now we're going to talk because now we're friends. But when the person who has just the letter G on a black background as their avatar walks up to me, I'm going to be like, oh, who are you? And they go, oh, remember I asked you this if question. If they held up a little card with a black G, you'd be like, aha. Right. They actually need to take a, maybe just a shirt with card, that. piece of cardboard paper paint it black and paint a G on it and hold that up in front of their face because that's the identity that they're putting out there online. See, we're talking about branding today, aren't yep. we, Addy? They, that's their brand, right? No. Don't put a picture of your kid. Don't put a picture of you when you were eight. Put a picture of you now. Why? Well, I don't want my public identity to be out on the internet. Then well, don't be on Twitter. Then, you know what? Then, then yeah, or, or don't expect anyone to ever know you or remember you or associate you with your tweets. That's fine, too. If you want privacy and anonymity, great. Then that's what you're doing, and you can disregard everything that I'm saying. But if you want to interact with your, with, with your fellow uh, humans in, in the real world ever, then put up an avatar that accurately represents who you are as a person the way that Benjamin has done. Benjamin, I applaud you. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. Okay, so you said that, that – what are you, building something in there? What are you doing? <laughs> What is with callers always doing? Ben, what is it? Everyone who calls, they're doing something else. Oh, I was walking my dog and I figured, and, you know, I know it's busy here in the city. What who are you doing? Who was the guy that was, remember that guy was packaging? Yeah, he was, he was like packaging boxing something up. and it was the loudest thing ever. Terrible. Ben, why did you stay in a job that kept getting worse? Golden handcuffs, you needed the money? That's the new name of the show. Golden handcuffs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but why? I mean, as seriously. Matter, as a matter of fact, Dan, I. I I unwittingly told myself I needed the money. I am in my mid twenties. Mm-hmm. I have little to no debt. I live in an apartment. I do have a girlfriend, but we don't live together. So I know you're always harping on those type of people to make that change. So mm-hmm. I finally just bit the bullet and did it. So did you quit and then look for a new job, or had you found the new one and and then quit, which is the safe thing to do? Uh, I gave my notice. I went down to South by Southwest, and in the meantime, made a couple calls to a couple friends, and uh, came back to a to an opportunity all lined up. You know, I think that's um, that's the smart way to do it. You know, people who just decide to leave their job without a new one or without. But I'll tell you what: as an employer, as an employer, there is a lot of. I, for me, as I mean, we've got Hattie, how many people are here now, including me? Six? Six, I think, in and okay. out throughout the day. Six people. Not all of them are full-time. But when you offer somebody a job, especially if they're working somewhere else, you offer them a job as an employer, especially as a small employer, you know, we're, you're all sort of in that taking a risk, aren't you? Because there's the person who's saying, well, I have a job. And even if they're not happy at the job, like they know it, right? They're still stable at the job. It's still a thing. And now they're leaving something that's like the devil you know. And they're going to the devil they don't know. And maybe it's not going to work. And then if after a month or three or whatever, they leave, you're like, whoa. You know, like I... 
I had something to do with them being unhappy at this job that I hired them for, even though they might not have been a great fit. And now they're like, they've got nothing. Whereas if, you know what I mean? Like you're all involved in that. Was the company you're working for, Ben, a big company or a small company? Uh, it's, it's a startup. It's still private, but they're, they're fairly large. They operate uh, in cities across the globe at this point. So you left them and they said what? They said good, good riddance or were, were they amicable? Did they try and keep you? Oh, oh I'm, I'm sorry. The, the company I left was a, a big multinational corporation oh, so and I was working in IT. Uh, yeah, the, the startup I've gone to work for is, is big enough, but you know, they're, it's a lot. It's a lot more homely. Yeah, I mean, they, my old job could have afforded to, to lose me, no problem. Yeah, they didn't really make an effort to keep me. You know, we, we parted on sort of neutral, amicable terms, and that was it. What was like the final straw for you? What was the thing that finally made you say, you know what? I don't need the golden handcuffs as much as I think I do, and I really want something different that's going to challenge me. Like, how did you get the courage or the grit to do that to make that change? Finally, was there something that happened one day, or or what? What inspired you to do it? Uh, a little bit of both. We had a, a quarterly team meeting, which was just two hours of wasting time. And uh, the my boss's boss was in the room and kind of read the read the writing on my face, I think, and, and mentioned it to my direct manager, who had already known I was unhappy. And he and I had a you know went out and grabbed coffee a couple of days later, and he was really the the push that, that got me to do it. You know, we we'd kind of been talking about me being unhappy for at least the last year or so. I, I kept it to myself for a long time, but we had a good enough relationship to where we finally started to talk about it, and he finally just laid it down on me in a, in a coffee shop around the corner from the office. Mm. Just, what are you doing here? Why are you doing this? Get out and go do something that makes you happy. That's pretty cool, especially in a bigger, in a bigger company to, to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he told me to go for a walk and think about it. So I walked around central park, uh, came back and gave my two weeks notice that day. Wow. That's really interesting. I've never heard that story before. So you you lined up a new job, made some calls, lined up a new job. Now you're starting this new thing, and you're excited. And what what is this? I don't I don't think this is a typical situation that you're in, by the way, where you have like a boss who actually is sounds relatively understanding. What if you had come? What if you'd done soul searching on that walk, and you'd come back and you'd been like, I, lo- I actually love it here. And I here's the things that like would they have accepted it, or was it too late? Do you think it was too late by then? You know, I think it was probably too late. Nothing you could have done. I think done. it probably would have been too late. Yeah. Yeah, nothing, nothing I really could have done. Uh, I mean, I think that uh, my boss's boss just was really big about, uh, you know, perceived attitude. And I, mm. I think he would have tried to take additional steps to, to get me out of there if I had decided to stay. So what advice do you have for people who are in a similar situation who are who are, uh, you know, there's nothing that's really pushing them out, but maybe they don't have like a, a boss who's going to come and talk to them as directly as yours came to you. Like what's your thinking on that? What's your advice? Uh, I, I really don't know what I would have done if I had no friends left in, in my old job. And I, I guess if I had one piece of advice to extend forward, it's, it's just to maybe try and like lean on your, your other friends outside of your company. That's what got me the new job. Uh, I called a, a friend of mine who I'd worked with for a number of years at my old company. Mm-hmm. She was already over here. Said, "Hey, you know, are you looking for people to do anything?" She brought me to her boss. We had a couple of great conversations, and it just happened. Uh, yeah. 
months. So I could say because I, uh, I, I mean, I had a little bit of money saved. That was the one part of your plan that I never really nailed down was saving up a ton of money. Uh, so I did quit without too much of a, a little nest egg, mm-hmm. but I mean, without her, without her friendship and our previous good working relationship, I would probably still be looking for a job. Yeah. Well, all right, Ben. Well, thanks for the call. I'm really glad well, to hear that, uh, that, that you made a good move and, uh, congratulations to you. Thanks for calling. Thanks for having me guys. And, uh, I'll keep listening and see you next week. All right. See you next week. So let me tell you the thing about that he that he said. First of all, it sounds like he's made a really good choice, you know. He made a really good choice. Yeah. He did the right thing. Maybe he waited too long because his boss came to him instead of he, him going to the boss. But look, he's in a good situation now. And I don't like I like I like people have money in the bank. I like people have money in the bank before they do anything. It doesn't have to be it's a like lot. Like planning ahead. Worst case scenario, people. Worst case scenario. I don't even like thinking about this. You know, I was going to say one month, three months expenses. Notice I did not say salary. Yep. Three months expenses. Salary would be great. Three months expenses in the bank because you never know what's going to happen. What does that mean? That means if you, if you, if you, for you to pay your rent or mortgage, your car payments, whatever it is that you need to do, food, electricity, internet, Whatever it is that you pay every month, sit down and add up and find out what that is and know that number. Know that number. If it's 1500 great. If it's 5500 fine. Know what it is. And then, right, so just you just go through and you write it down. Rent slash mortgage, car payment, food, food. electric, whatever those things yeah. are. But there are other things that you have that are not necessary. Some would argue that an internet connection is necessary. I'm one of those people. Yeah. But like cable. You probably if you're don't need to have looking cable. to get a really good job, you should probably not be sitting <laughs> watching TV. So no, it's almost like point. you're 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 taking away that temptation to just sit in front of the couch. <laughs> right. So you have to have you have to divide this list up into the things that you must have and the things that you don't necessarily need. Cable, Netflix are probably on the list of I don't need to have these. Uh, but, but at the end, so then you have this number, you have, these are what I'm currently spending, but if I had to pare down, I could shave 450 bucks a month or 350 bucks a month or whatever, a hundred, even if it's 50, even if it's 20, what could you remove from that list so that you have a number that's like, this is my number. Take that, multiply it by three and have that in your bank account before you decide to leave or even change jobs. I've told that story, Hattie, when I went and took that job, that awful, awful job where they told me I was going to be director of technology and I was doing like database entry and running a content management system. Yeah, I remember that. And I was there for like two weeks before the, I, I made the foolish mistake of quitting instead of letting them fire me so that I could have got a severance and everything. You should have. They just, I just know when I walked out of that, he just started laughing. I just know it. But anyway. I had three months expenses in the bank. Even then, even though I was changing jobs, because I knew in my mind when I started to think, I want to change something. I want to do something different. I want to get away from this and into something new. I knew that there's a risk associated with making a change. You should have that three months expenses in your bank in case you get fired, in case the company you work for 
uh, goes under. In case you decide to get a new job and you try it and after a week or two, like me, you realize, wow, this is not what I wanted. I don't, I don't like this or this is different from what I wanted. It's a risk. This guy, Ben, who's talking about how sweet his new job is, he sounds happy. He sounds lucky. He's lucky that he's found something new. Yep. It's not always like that for people. LegalZoom, first sponsor. I've used these guys. Yeah, I actually set up a company through these folks. Let me tell you a little bit about LegalZoom. You know, when you go to start your own business, that's what a lot of people go to LegalZoom for. They're starting a new business. It's not all they do. There's a lot of legal stuff involved in a business. Oh my gosh, it's starting crazy. starting a business and all that other stuff. You know, you're going you're gonna to quit your job. You're going to start something new. You're starting a business on the side. You want a living will. You know, you want to set up a trust for your kids. All of these different things. You're going to need help. Well, did you know? Is this still accurate? Is this still National Start Your Business Month? Is that happening right now? Is that still? I think it may be the end of it. Maybe the ending now. But LegalZoom, they're here to help you start your own corporation or your LLC or file your DBA. Do you know what a DBA is? They do. You can get your business up and running quickly. They have more than a million entrepreneurs using LegalZoom already. Owning businesses, running side businesses, starting something. You're going to get a free three-month trial of the new QuickBooks if you sign up for this. This is built in. That's 120 bucks. Code that you're going to want to use, hard to remember, quit, Q-U-I-T, and the referral box. There's so much that these guys do. Now, listen, I, I have to say, I have a disclaimer on this, on this paper. Yeah. LegalZoom is not a law firm, but can connect you with a third-party attorney and provides you with self-help services. Okay, I said it. But they, they are really, really great. You log in. You, you pick from a list of all the different things that you can do. You fill out some basic forms, basic information. They create all the documentation that you need. They handle all of this stuff for you. Really, really great service. I recommend these guys, everybody who ever talks to me, like, well, do I need an LLC and S-Corp? Well, go Why to you, What are you asking me for? Yeah. So anyway, do check these guys out. Keep this show going. LegalZoom.com. Code to use is quit. They're great. Using them myself. Get on it. Awesome. But, you know, I feel like if you're, if you're in a situation where you, you are thinking that, oh, I don't know, you know, Leanne just got let go. And she was a good worker. She was working hard. I wonder why they let her go. Maybe I'm next. Like, go look at your bank balance. I can't, it's, it's shocking to me, Hattie, how many people don't know, A, <clears throat> how much money they have in their bank account available to them, B, how much they're spending every month. This is how people get in, into debt in this country. I know. Because in this country, the way, okay, I'm what they call a freeloader in the credit card business. Yeah. I'm what they call a freeloader. Here's why. I have a few credit cards and I use them throughout the month. And at the end of the month, I pay them off. I am the, I am the enemy of the credit card company. They hate me. Because I'm using all of the features that they provide. I'm getting all of the benefits, including, you know, freaking flyer miles, everything yeah. else. And I don't do a thing for them you're except really that using minimal it. amount of money yeah. that they're making from a credit card transaction for me. That we you're not really using it as a credit card. I'm you're using, using it because I don't like, want to carry cash. Exactly. That's it. Because a credit, a credit card, in my mind, is like, I don't have this money. Yes. 
I need to buy this. I have to. Right. And I'm going to use it, and then I'll just pay it off later. Yeah. But the, I don't. I use it the same way you do. It's like pay it I'm off. only getting things that I know I can end up paying for. <laughs> yeah. No, it wasn't always that way for me. Believe me. There was there was a while where I was using credit cards, especially when I was first starting out with things. Where like, yeah, I'm gonna have to pay that off. But I have I you know I've worked very very hard to make it so that I I know how much I'm spending, I know how much I'm earning, and I can pay that off at the end of the month. So now I'm a freeloader because I'm getting all of these benefits and everything, and they're not really making any money. What they want is for you to hold on to about about a thirty percent of your credit limit, right? So yes. if you have a thousand dollar, if you have ten thousand dollar credit limit, they want you to carry a three thousand dollar a month balance and pay interest to them. At least, then you're not a freeloader. See, then they happy. tempt you. They're like, "Oh, the minimum payment due on like is it's like twenty four dollars, yeah. and you're like, "Oh, that's it. I'll yeah. just pay that much." And then you look at your credit card bill like eight months later, and you're like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" Right. <laughs> and that's but that's what they want. Yes, they want that. They want for you to have that kind of credit going. If you have debt on your cars. You won't, you know, you, you won't have, unless you build in that monthly pay, and this is how people get in debt. When you're starting to think of like, oh, well, I owe, you know, I owe 4,500 bucks on my, uh, on my visa. So my minimum payments, you know, 25 bucks. So I don't need to include that in my monthly expenses. No, like you do, you need to pay that off before you even start saving for right. that, that three months of expenses. That will weigh on you. Oh my God. Amazing. You don't have to come crawling back hat in your hand to dad. Dad, can I borrow four grand? And I have no job. And I have no money in the bank. That's a hard conversation. Yeah, it is. I don't want to have that one. I'm going to make Virginia wait and I'm going to take this caller. Hey there, who's this? Oh, hi guys. Uh, my name's Free. Hi. Sorry if it's super loud. Um, I'm kind of sitting next to a busy street outside of my work. Oh, yeah? Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, I'm in Dallas, Texas. Nice. Wow. <laughs> That's good. I mean, um, Dallas, it's, anyway, it's, not as, it's not as good as Austin, but at least you're in Texas. Yes. It, well, yeah. Well, I'm actually leaving Texas. I'm in the process of um, quitting, I guess. Okay. Um, I plan on, well, I'm trying to be a web developer and trying to learn in my spare time. Um and I'm at a horrible, you know, just corporate stage job. Um, and I plan on following my job, I guess, in like two weeks. I hope, I don't think anyone's listening. I hope not. Um, but anyway, I plan on telling them and I'm kind of hoping that they'll let me be remote at oh. least for a little bit for that transition. Um, but they might not. And I have been trying to save for almost a year. Um, and I have probably two months salary. Um, and I plan on paying my credit card pretty much immediately. Uh, cause I just, I just moved out of my apartment. And so I'm moving with, I'm moving with my boyfriend to Seattle and right now. Oh, Seattle. Um, wow. That's a big change. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm from Denton, Texas. So I went to school there and I just, you know, you got to move and to grow. And so that's what I plan on doing. Um, so anyway, 
Well, yeah, good for you. So, I so don't know. you? I'm shitless. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I bet. Have you said anything to your uh, current employer about your plans yet, or you kind of kind of drop a bomb on them, or is the reason that you haven't said anything because you're afraid that if you say it, they'll be like, "Well, you should just go pack your stuff and go." Well, it's it's an interesting um, situation. So I'm actually going to give them six weeks notice. Okay. Um, because just how it's all laid out, I'm the only person working in Texas. The rest of my team um, is in another state. And if if I gave them a two week notice, they would just see it as a slap in the face. Like it would it, things would go to hell mm. really fast. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of like, I don't know. I mean, regardless, it's going to happen. And so I feel like if I gave them a six-week notice, they may, I don't know, they might pat me on the back as I'm patting them on the back. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, definitely taking a risk, uh, just moving there and then just quitting. It's a good job. I just, it's, I, I've already told them that I am really into coding um, and things like that. And I don't, there's, there's pretty much no room for me to grow in that, uh, sector of this corporation. So, yeah, I mean, that can be very frustrating, you know, and I, I, I remember a friend of mine a number of years ago was in a, a similar situation in that he was learning and he, he now, by the way, is a successful web developer, designer, project manager. But at the time, this was something that was, you know, new to him and he was learning about it and he was learning how to do those things. And he knew that it was something that, that he was interested in and also turned out he was talented in it too. So he was pursuing that working really hard at it. But in his job, he was sort of in an IT software testing job and he -hmm. was like the guy they needed to do that job. So they were like, great. We're really glad you want to be a web designer. We're really glad you want to be a web developer. Also, can you please finish the testing? And, you know, it's tough when, you know, a company that relies on you to do something as part of your job, you know, it's really tough to say, Hey, let me do this other thing because in their mind, they're like, well, yeah, but like we kind of hired you for, you know, for this job that you're doing and we kind of need you to do it. Um, yeah. do you, what do you think the chances are of them letting you work remote? Um, I think they are kind of good. Um, at least for a couple of months, a couple of people are going on maternity leave at the same time. So it's really, it's looking good in my favor, but honestly, at the same time, I've been worried about this whole situation for longer than a year. And I'm now at the point where I just, I just can't really worry about it. It's a, it'll be out of my hands. I've, right. I'm, I'm a pretty good planner and preparer, um, but this, this is, I guess, the best that I can do. I don't mm-hmm. know. So it's really a bad. I don't know. Hopefully. Yeah, Hopefully I mean, you, let you, me do it just for a little bit. I don't know. You never know. And if your job is the kind of job that can be done remotely, I mean, who who knows? Consider the possibility. Let's be like optimistic, right? Consider the possibility that you go there and you tell them, listen, like I'm moving to Seattle in six weeks and I really, you know, I, I'd really like to, you know, keep working with you guys somehow. They might come back and say, oh, OK, well, since, you know, since everyone else is remote, you can be remote, too. That could happen, right? Yeah, what if they do that? that? Then would awesome. you would you wind up quitting then, or would you stay on? Because you it doesn't sound like you totally love your job. 
I don't totally, yeah, I don't totally love my job. It does pay the bills, but at this, I mean, I guess once, once I'm in Seattle, uh, I'll be able to go to more meetups and do, do things in my spare time. Um, I, I go to meetups now and try to do as much as possible in my spare time, but I don't know. It, it would just be nice to have that cushion to trans- transition, and then maybe in a couple months, either, I don't know, maybe they would let me go, or I would quit once I find the, like that entry-level web developer position. Um, and so who knows how long that might take. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I, think, I think there's definitely an aspect to this from your employer's standpoint where they're going to kind of get that feeling like, well, she's, she is kind of bailing. Um, so I don't know. You're just going to have to, you're just going to have to play it, you know, play it by ear and, and, and see what happens. But, uh, but you're saying you've got some money saved up and it sounds like you're like, you don't want to lean on your boyfriend to support you both, but it sounds like the two, you could make it work if he's supportive. Yeah, and we we actually just found word um, we have a place to stay, and it's actually super cheap um, in our friend's basement. <laughs> um, oh, really? It's not it's not like a horrible basement, but um, yeah, he owns a big house in Seattle in our desired neighborhood, and it's way cheaper than what we pay in Texas. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think it, it might it might work. I don't know. Hopefully. I mean, I know Virginia is in Seattle, and I actually planned on maybe messaging her just to, like, meet up or something. Um, I don't know if she's down for that. Um, well, hold on. Let me, anyway, let, me get her on the, let me get her on the line now. You guys can talk. Hold on a second. Okay. Hold on. I'm pretty sure this is her number here. Okay. Virginia, is that you? No, this is Simon from All Switzerland. Right. Hello. Hold, hold on. I'll get to you in one second. I'm trying to find Virginia on here. <laughs> <laughs> I've only got one more choice, and it's got to be this one, Virginia. Virginia, no, no. Did you leave Virginia? No. Where did she go? I don't know. Where Virginia? She's, she's gone. She's gone. Her. She gave up, and I think I, I lost our call. She had to run. Yeah, she said, "I'm gonna have to run." <sighs> Virginia. All right. Well, listen, thanks for the call and, 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 and good luck to you. And I hope you do well and call yeah. and let us know how your basement situation is in a couple months. And if you meet up with Virginia. Right, yeah, well, and if you yeah. meet up with Virginia, she ran. So shame on her. Some, some fan she turned out to be. Some listener she turned out to be. <laughs> but uh, we'll hook you guys right. up. She's really well, good. She's actually, super supportive. She's yeah. super supportive. She's of, very uh, nice and very fun. Yeah, she's super fun. We met her fun. up in Portland. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. Go, go have some fun. Oh, nice. Good luck. Good luck to you. And I hope you do well. Take care. Thanks for the call. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. You know, she's going to she's going to live in a basement. I don't know. Basements are scary to me. They flood. They're wet. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you about New Relic. These guys are great. If you have a web or mobile application, you need to know about New Relic. You know what? You know what? I'm going to give them a little slogan. They're going to have to run with this because okay. I'm just an idea guy. What is it? New Relic, a developer's best friend. Oh, They're going to have to run with that. I love it. But that's it's what very family-oriented. Thank you. Basically, what they do is they give you cold-level visibility into real-time performance of their applications. What does that mean? It means you're going to find bugs. You're going to find out why your app is slow. 
and you're going to be able to fix these problems. We had a problem with the five by five CMS. Whenever I would, uh, whenever I would, uh, generate, uh, a, uh, a new, uh, you know, a, a new episode that would regenerate all the cash for the different parts of the site. And the part of it that would get slow was when I had to pull these uh, links and everything else uh, and, and create an episode uh, RSS feed because it would have to pull from like all the links for all the shows, which are stored. Well, when you think about it logically, like, yeah, this would be a, an intensive operation to perform. Duh. But it's different when you actually can see this particular MySQL query is what's slowing the whole thing down and you can see it and you can see it on a graph and you can see it on a chart and New Relic is actually going to show you the code that you wrote that's being slow. And you can go and optimize it, you can go and fix it, you can go and change it. It tells you this stuff and it's genius. These guys are awesome. They're out in San Francisco. When we're at WWDC in a couple months in June, we're going to be recording right out of their studio right there. They're super cool. The code that you're going to use, which will get you a 30-day extended free pro trial, is Quit30. Quit, because that's the uh, previous name of the show. 30, because that's the length of the trial. Quit30. Please go visit newrelic.com. Newrelic.com. Thanks very much to those folks. Gosh, they're such a great service. What would I do without them? Oh, that works for iOS and Android apps, all that stuff, Java, everything. Really, really great service. They're nice to support this show. I don't know. I, I feel like living in a basement. You gotta, you know, you gotta start somewhere, right? You gotta get motivated. You gotta get motivated. Sometimes making a change like that. It's going to inspire you to get out of it. It's going to inspire you to change. I don't want to live in a basement with my boyfriend. Who wants to live in a basement with their boyfriend? My, oh, I'm, where are you living? Well, I'm in my f- boyfriend's friend's basement. That'll inspire you to go get a job, I would think. But if she's trying to do the right thing, she's going to make a change. She's moving, changing it up. And sometimes that's, uh, that's an interesting way to, Force yourself to uh, to make a make an inspiring change. You say, you know what? I've been here too long. I've been stuck in this job for too long. Six and a half years. It's too long. I want to get out of here. I want to. I want to do something different. I'm going to take a risk. I have to say this again. I've said this before. I'll say it again. If you're in your twenties, early mid twenties, this is the time when it's easiest for you to make a change, even though it seems really scary. Even though it seems like this is the kind of thing like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, man, what will happen? You have at that point in time, especially if you've got a, a husband or wife or a you know boyfriend, girlfriend who's there to sort of support you, especially financially. You've got still got parents probably who could support you at that time, friends whose basements you could live in. These are all opportunities that you have when you're in your 20s that start going away in your 30s. And are pretty much gone in your 40s. If you're 23 years old, 25 years old, and you don't have much debt, and you can pretty much like pack most of your stuff into half dozen boxes and load it into your car and go somewhere, this is the time to take those risks. This is the time to, to try those things. Because as you are building your life, as you are going forward with your life, you start to acquire more things. Even if you're a minimalist and you don't have lots of possessions, I don't. 
Yeah, I could, I could pretty, with the exception of like my clothes, I could fit everything that I own into a shoebox. I'm not talking about computers here at the office. I'm talking about like things I would consider to be my possessions. Things that have some kind of value. I made a decision a number of years ago that I wasn't going to have any, I wasn't going to keep anything for sentimental value. And anything that I thought had sentimental value value to me, I really evaluated it and said, hmm. So now I don't have, I don't really have anything. I don't really have things anymore. We have computers that we use here at work and we have office furniture and we have other things like that, that they're part of how we do business. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about personally. You know, I got jeans, I got shirts. And, uh, and, and then I've got a couple little tiny little things that if they were gone, a couple few watches, wallet. It's not because I'm planning on picking up and leaving. It's because, listen, we'll quote Tyler Durden, the things you own, own you. The less stuff that I have, the less stuff I have to worry about. The less stuff I'm concerned about. It's not because I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm afraid to have a sentimental attachment to anything, but I question the value of having a sentimental. And, I, you know, I was talking to someone yesterday about my uh, about my kids, she was asking about you know about your kids, and and I was talking about how my, my son has changed. He's six and a half. How he's changed since in the last few years. She's like, oh, does it ever make you, you know, kind of feel sad or sentimental? I said, not at all. I think it is a very normal response for parents to think back to when their kids were younger, whether whether your kid's a year old or ten years old. To think back, oh, I remember when he was just a little baby and I could just hold him and he needed me for everything. I do not feel that way at all. My role as a parent is to guide my kids. This is their life. This is their thing. I'm here to support them in every possible way that I can. I'm here to guide them in every possible way that I can. I'm here to encourage them in every possible way that I can. But the fact that he's six and a half and not five... I don't miss five-year-old son. I, I don't miss six-year-old son. I'm excited to see what he's doing, but I can't plan his future very much either. He's going to live his own. He's going to make his own future. I'm here to help. I'm here to guide him when he needs that and stand back when he doesn't and help him succeed and let him fail when he needs to fail. And I'm, my, my job as his parent is to support him in every possible way that I can and make sure that he's as successful as he can be and get out of his way the rest of the time. And I'm not at all saying, oh, I miss when he was used to do... No. In the same way that I'm not sitting here saying, man, I can't wait till he can do this. I'm just enjoying him today. Same thing with my little girl. She's two and a half. You know, that's, that's my goal is to help them any way that I can and enjoy them right now. I don't waste any time missing them, missing the way that they used to be. They were, you know, they were adorable when they were little and they're going to continue to be awesome. And my job is to help them be awesome. But you've got to treat yourself in the same way. You've got to be able to motivate yourself and help yourself the way you would help your kid. And that sound weird, but think about it. You can't dwell on the past. You can't sit there and say, man, that old job I used to have, that was so awesome. This one sucks so bad. What can you do to make this one you're in better? What can you do to make the stuff that you're doing right now better or more tolerable? And help plan for the future and think about it and say, okay, well, I don't like this. I don't like where I am and I'm going to try and improve it. 
well, I did my best to improve it. I've got a plan for this next thing. Great. How do I get set up to succeed for that next thing? How can I support what my future endeavors are going to be? Well, a lot of it comes down to money. Pay off your debt, save money. Well, I can't. I can't. My rent is too high. Get a roommate. I can't find a good roommate. Well, move somewhere else. I know many people who have had to endure the shame of, as a mid-20s or older, you know, moving back home and living with their parents. The shame of that. Oh, it's so horrible. Well, it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. You're definitely not, you know, bringing a girl back to mom's house. But the reality of it is, if that's what you need to do to get clear, you got to do it. It's going to suck for a while. You know, uh, Bree, I think she said her name was living in her her boyfriend's friend's basement. That's going to suck. She's like, well, it's not that bad of a basement. I'm sure it's not. You're still in your friend's boyfriend's friend's basement. And that's probably not where you want to stay for long. Well, guess what? I think she's going to be inspired to get out of the basement. I think she's going to be excited to say, great, we're going to live in Seattle in our own apartment. It might take her a month or a few months to do it, but she's going to be inspired. That's what I think. Who's this? Hey, Dan. Uh, this is Tyler from Portland, Oregon. Tyler. Tyler Durden. Yes, sir. Tyler Durden. How are you doing? What are you calling about? I'm doing all right. Uh, I was calling back in to kind of give you guys an update. Uh, I called back in a couple months ago. Uh, I was previously working IT down in Texas yeah. uh, in Dallas. And I had got some, uh, or tried to get some advice from you about uh, what to do to kind of get out of my situation. I was like, uh, Ben, similarly, the earlier it had a golden handcuff situation. Right, but, right. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, got about two, three months worth of savings. Nice. And, good. Uh, good. 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 One of the, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a good step. The one step that I didn't follow though was kind of, uh, moving up here on a whim. Um, so I was living in Dallas at the time, uh, it's coming up on almost, almost a year that I've been here in Oregon, but, uh, luckily I had a friend that allowed me to stay with him for a couple months in order to try and get on my feet. And, uh, just as it happened, I found on the last day that I, uh, was able to stay at my friend's house. I, I found a work from home job and, uh, now it's, it's working out, uh, all right. So you are you are staying with a friend and you're working at home from your friend's house now? No, 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 no. So I found the job on uh, kind of the last week that I had had, you know, kind of the unspoken uh, uh, contract to be able to stay at his house. Oh. And so I found that and luckily was able to, everything else fell in order. The, the new job was very accepting. They understood that I previously lived in Texas. So I right. drove all the way back, got right. all my stuff. And then drove back up here, and I've uh, been here officially since October of last year. But uh, I've been in Portland since uh, July fourth of twenty thirteen. Right. So it's been pretty awesome. Um, one thing though, and uh, I do thank you, you know, kind of for giving me the the push for that to you know get out of your crummy job and mm-hmm. kind of do something that makes you happy, you know. Um, but I think I've kind of run across the age old term of wherever you go, there you are. 
And I thought that moving, you know, a long distance or something like that would kind of fix certain things. And it turns out, you know, it, it doesn't because a lot of your, um, as you were saying, you know, your possessions, your physical baggage, your, all kinds of baggage, right? Baggage. All kinds of baggage. Okay. Yeah. Let me, let me hit, let me hit pause on you right there. My aunt said something to me that haunted me. It haunted me. Now she's a very, let's call her practical. I was moving to North Carolina and she said, why are you guys moving to North Carolina? And I said, well, cause we're like sick and tired of Florida and it sucks here. And you know, we want to get out. And she said, well, where are you going to live? Are you living like in downtown? Are you living in the city? I'm like, Oh no, we're going to be in the suburb thing. We're going to be renting this house. And she's like, it's the same everywhere you go. It's the same. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, it doesn't matter where you go. It's the same. And that haunted me. And she, she's right. That's the thing. She's right. And I, I want to unpause you in a second. But if you think about this, if, if you're living, you know, the cities are a bit different. Countries are definitely different. But if you're like in a suburb of Atlanta and you move to a suburb of North Carolina or a suburb of Austin, yes, things will be different. And Austin is clear in a way different from everything else and obviously like the best place to live 110 people moving here a day <laughs> austin's an exception because it's truly amazing but most places wind up being the same but the reason that they're the same is not the reason that she meant the reason that they're the same is what you're saying tyler is that you bring all of your crap emotional physical whatever you bring it with you and a lot of the time people say, oh, you know, I moved to the city and it was all new. It was all different. That happens. But a lot of the time, if you're still dealing with stuff and you're still dragging stuff around behind you, you can't have the fresh start that you want to have somewhere. And you can't even have the fr – you can get a fresh start in the place that you are if you work through some of these issues, right? Am I right? Yeah, certainly. And uh, that's kind of, you know, a reason for coming up here. I've lived in Texas for a good majority of my life. and. um you know, I felt that coming out here would be kind of a uh, kind of a culture shock. You know, kind of get myself outside yeah. of the comfort zone and and just say, you know, screw it. You know, it's uh, you know, as you were saying, I'm I'm mid twenties, so I just graduated college and figured, you know, why not? So um, it's been working out. But I guess the the one thing is, and this probably comes with me having graduated now and just trying to figure out the next step in my life, but. Um, you know, I, I've been trying to do my own little side projects for, for years, but mm -hmm. I kind of always end up finding myself falling back into that comfort of, you know, the, the steady job and, and whatnot. And, um, I guess the, it's more just a question for you that what was the turning point that kind of, you know, working the quote unquote corporate stooge jobs or doing things that even you liked, but, you know, you, you knew, necessarily that it wasn't for you at the end of the day what what made you make that initial jump to say hey you know i'm going to do my own thing and if it works it works if it doesn't you know i'm going to go bust yeah that's or good. was it like that yeah you? no i mean it, it you know i don't know if it was ever like a clear-cut thing for me like where i where i had some kind of epiphany one day of like that's not for me or I need to go out and do, I always wanted to go and do something different. I always wanted it. 
I remember being a kid and running around with my tape recorder and interviewing, you know, myself as different characters or interviewing my family at, you know, family things or my friends like with a tape recorder and a microphone attached to it. Like I always wanted to do that kind of stuff. But I always knew, like, I remember sitting in, in high school and college, and by college, I was already starting my own businesses because I knew that I wanted to do something. And it wasn't like I'm better than everyone else and I can do it better than everyone else. And maybe that attitude might have helped me more. I don't have that attitude now at, at, at all. But I just, I felt like I, I knew that I wanted, it wasn't so much like, like I, I, I just had this feeling that the stuff that I wanted to do, I needed to go and do on my own. And I often hear from other entrepreneurs, uh, gosh, I hate that word, by the way, and I don't really consider myself an entrepreneur, but it's the accepted term, so I'm using it. Uh, but from people who run their own businesses, that that's how they felt too. Like the urge to go and do this thing that they wanted to do and try was stronger or so strong that they just wound up going and doing it. And it wasn't, it wasn't like, I'm fed up with jobs. I don't want to work for someone. I want to start my own thing. It's like, no, they already have been doing their own thing. They couldn't, they just had to work to the point where they were able to finally do it. Like, for example, I don't really like living in apartments or condos. I like living in houses. And I always knew that <clears throat> as a kid who was raised by a single mom living in apartments, I didn't like living in apartments. And whenever we were lucky enough to live in a house, it's like, yeah, I like this better. That's what I wanted. That's what I wanted. I wanted to live in a house. Well, I just knew that. Right? So that's what I was going after. Living in a house. Well, if you know that the thing that you want to do, or at least to try, is like your own independent thing where you go and experiment and figure it out and do it, and you can't imagine it being any other way. I was talking to somebody else about something unrelated, and they were saying, I... I I have to have this thing. I have to do this thing. I can't see my life without that. You know, for me, that was the feeling yeah. that I'd always had. Like, it wasn't like one day at work, I was like, screw this. It's 5 p.m. and I quit. It was like, how, how, what, it, for me, it was always, what's the right idea? What's the right business? What's the right thing that I feel I could really throw myself into that prov will provide me with enough income and enough uh, matching that desire that I have to do these things independently at the same time. That was all really, again, it came down to money. I never felt confident enough in the idea that I had to quit my job and do it until I had enough confidence in the idea that I had to quit my job and do it. And then I did. And it re really came down for me to be like weighing out the risks. So this is what I'm trying to say. Weighing out the risks versus the benefit. That was the decision-making thing for me. It wasn't like I just finally got so pissed off at the company or the boss and, and quit it, it, or, or said, I'm going to save up money and then leave and just try my own thing. It was like, nah, that idea is not good enough. Or, oh, I'm, I don't think I like this enough to do it eight hours a day. It was just me trying to find that thing. And for me, the thing that I eventually found was essentially building like software, building custom software for people because I, I had a lot of really, what I thought were really good ideas. I was to how to write code. I really enjoyed the project management and the sales and the code part of it. And I said, well, you know, like I did a few side projects, a lot of side projects actually. And I said, you know, if I did this full time, there's, there's money there, there's a need there. And 
I can do this and I like doing this. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to go do it now. The money was there. The contract, I lined up a few contracts and said, all right, I'm going to go do this. But it wasn't. And then I wound up going back to a job and going back to independent and back to a job and back to independent. But I don't think, I don't think everybody is going to have like some clear, decisive epiphany like they do in the movies where they're sort of sitting there in their desk and they kind of push their desk back and say, you know, their chair back and say, oh, that's it for me. I'm done here. Anyway, I hope that answers your question. So yeah. what's next? What's next for you? What are you doing now? Tell me what, what you're doing. What's going to happen to you? I'm worried about you a little bit. <laughs> I wouldn't be worried about me. Well, I mean, I don't know, maybe a little bit. Um, I am working as a, a manager for uh, an IT startup here in Portland. Um, and I've been doing that for a little while. It's, it's all right, but I, I guess my big thing, and that was kind of the, the reasoning for that question, is, is I find myself being in IT a lot, doing, you know, I enjoy computers, I enjoy helping people, and I, I want to make a difference, but at the same time, I just always end up hitting my head against the wall with whatever job it is. And it's, it's, it's to a certain point of where I'm trying to, you know, give that level of what I would expect out of that business. But then there's always those little nuances in any company that's going to stop you from doing exactly what you want to do or want to do. And, uh, I think that's just kind of the, my thing that I'm in now and hearing you say that takes, you know, a load off my back because it, it kind of, uh, especially being someone who's trying to look forward into the future and, and want to, um, you know, kind of be their own boss or at least just do something that makes them happy for a living. You know, I don't, I don't care about making millions of dollars. Like I just, I want to be able to do something that, that helps people that makes me happy and allows me to, you know, care for me and my, my direct friends and family. And that's it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just a, it's a churn and, and being in your younger twenties, especially kind of immersing yourself in that you hear a lot of stuff with, uh, and a lot of it talk, but you know, well, if you haven't done this by this age, then, you know, you're not going to do this and that. Like what? Like, uh, wait, wait, wait. tell tell me what have you heard about that? Like, that's interesting to me. Uh, I mean, as far as a lot of people, like very young, again, you know, not using the, the, the cringy term entrepreneur, but, um, you know, people who are my age or younger that have done, you know, uh, a lot of different creative stuff. And obviously you can't compare yourself to individuals in, in situations like that. You know, I'm not, uh, you know, Bill Gates, I'm not, you know, whoever, and, and different people are going to work on, on different levels. But okay. Hold, hold on a second. Kind of hold on a second. Hold on a second. Do you think Bill Gates ever said to himself, well, I'm not Bill Gates or <laughs> whoever the person was there, or do you think, no, no, do, no, no, you know no. what I'm yeah, saying? Though, I, but hold on, hold on, because I feel like there's a problem with what you're saying is, is you, you could be, uh, there's no reason to think that you won't be the next Bill Gates or Donald Trump or Steve Jobs or Tiger Woods or whatever it is that you're in. It's that kind of mentality that causes people to limit themselves. That's there. There is, there is an, there is something in between saying, well, I'm not the next Bill Gates and I'm going to be the next Bill Gates. Somewhere in between those two things is sanity. And if you feel like, well, I'm not going to be the next Bill Gates, but like, I want to make 80K at my IT job. Well, then maybe you'll make 80K <laughs> at your IT job. And if you're, huh, I'm the next Microsoft, I'm going to do this. Well, you're probably setting yourself up for a huge disappointment. But in between there is something that's, well, I don't, 
I don't know yet what I can do, but I think it's something pretty good. I don't know exactly what I'm going to be capable yeah. of, but I, but you see, you've got to have that. You've got to flip that a little. I'm not saying you don't have it. I'm saying for people, like, don't shortchange yourself because the next Bill Gates or whoever, it, it's somebody right now sitting at a desk figuring out that thing they're going to do next. Right? So yeah, don't I tell yourself that. it's and, not and you. I, I guess I, yeah, I, I misworded that. Sorry, I didn't mean to pigeon myself into, you know, self-deprecation or anything like that. That's certainly not the case. I guess what what my point was is um, I, I think especially younger people, too, right now that are kind of immersed in this newer culture of, you know, uh, things being so more fast-moving and it now being kind of easier than ever to start your own thing, um, just the... Do you start it now and just kind of drop everything or, you know, go and just experience your job experience and kind of go move in and out, as you said that you did? And um, that to me is just a big thing. And I would I would like to hear that from, you know, other people. Hopefully yeah, it's as a well, good question. Because it's, it's, it's kind of, yeah, and just think, you know, racking your brain about it a lot. And I think that kind of makes some people, myself included, kind of get a little bit of self-doubt that, you know, well, if I haven't done X by this year, then, you know, am I going to amount to this or whatever else? And you obviously can't let that get to you to, um, you know, kind of stunt your own self growth, but there's a little bit of self doubt, you know, there always, but I think that's kind of what pushes you to move forward rather than just being scared and kind of staying in your situation. And, and that's kind of, you know, why I moved out here and everything else. I'm just, trying to fit the pieces together as, as they fall. And, uh, you know, but, but that helped out a, a lot with what you said. I do thank you for that. Well, good for you. Well, thanks very much for the call. Good luck. Check back in with us at some point in the future. All right, Dan. All right, yeah, you have a good one. Bye. Bye. You know, it's, it, I understand what he's saying, but you really do need to be in a situation where you feel like there's a possibility for you to be the next whoever it is that you really love. It's unlikely that, you know, that now they've announced the, uh, the Colbert thing. It's unlikely that I'm up for Letterman's seat. And I'm kind of coming to terms with that. But doesn't mean we can't do some fun shows here. You see what I'm saying? You have to be realistic at the same time that you're optimistic. Well, I like this code for this next one, Hattie. Me too. Did you come up with this? I did. Let me tell you about Hover.com. When you have a great idea, right? Told you about LegalZoom a minute ago. You're starting your new business. Well, you got to go get your domain, right? You got a good idea. You got a business idea. You got something you want to do in the future. You come up with a cool name, Want something catchy? Go go get your domain now. So this is super easy to do at Hover. You just search for the domain you want. You enter a few keywords. You know the domain. You know the word. You know whatever. Enter it in. Hover's going to show you the best available options and suggestions. They've got a ton of domain extensions. Obviously, the big ones, .com, .net. I love .io. They've got the country codes. You get a really easy-to-use control panel. You got built-in DNS. And they even integrate with your own domain to Google Apps and you get it through them so you get their support. They've got valet transfer service so that if you want to move your domain from another registrar, there's maybe not as good. 
they will handle it. A human being there will handle every single part of it. It's really awesome. Real human beings, always there. Pick up the phone, call them, ask them for help. They'll do it. And now you can get 10% off your first purchase if you use the code BANKERSBOX. One word, BANKERSBOX. How do you come up with that? Uh, no, um, what is it? Uh, apostrophe. No apostrophe in Banker's not, Box. Not a Banker's Box. Banker's Box. I don't know what that is. You don't know what that is? What is that? That's when you get fired and you get... Uh, oh, that's get the box this. you yeah. put your crap into when you're kicked. Oh! Yeah, we talked about that's that a banker's in box. the last quiz. Of course. Banker's Box. You got, got to know what that is if you're, if you're listening if you're, to this yeah, show. Right? Banker's Box. That's what those are called. I thought those were called I Got Fired Boxes. <laughs> that's the... Uh, that's a colloquialism. Yes. All right. So go check these guys out. Hover.com. First purchase, 10% off. If you use the code BANKERSBOX. Thank you very much to Hover for making this show possible. BANKERSBOX. Got a couple more calls. I got to get through them. Got to plow through them. This is good. This is what I want. This is the right amount of, of yep, me blabbing on. But and also, then a call. and then call, yeah. But it's almost when some... you need to take a, a, a small break from how angry you're getting. I was really angry before the show started, but now I feel good. You feel, you feel better now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, We've also got some really great guests coming up on the show, formerly known as Quit. Yeah, we do. We have some really good guests. I can't announce who they are. Can I say the name of the one, the name I walk around the office saying all the time? Um, can I say that or you no? You can. It's The date it's, has not been confirmed, but the person has said yes. So I can say the name? Yeah, sure. But you have to say it the way I say it. I don't think this is the proper pronunciation. I'll toot you. <laughs> I'll toot you. James. That's how I, I walk around. I say that probably, what, 20 times a day. I'll toot you. Looking forward to getting to have like him on the show. That, I'll toot you. H. Did you see China. the tweet that I, that I tagged you in no, or whatever? No. This is H. Taking, taking over the show again? Yes, I've been really talking to him yeah. the whole show. What have you been, I hope you've been working on what I think you've been working on, but I don't think you've been working on what I think you've been working on. Uh, no. <laughs> I think I know. I think I'm going to become very familiar with the banker's box very soon. Yeah. You might. You never know. You're fired. All right. Let's do a couple more quick calls. I didn't even get to talk about that crap customer service that we had. I guess we're just going to have to save it for the next episode. I'm just going to give you a little, a little preview of it. I should have recorded. In Texas, it's legal to record. As long as one party on the call knows it's being recorded even if you're the one doing the recording yeah no that's that yes that seems so tricky okay, so and something if, texas if would totally I, be if into. i call you on the phone and i'm recording the call yep. and i know i'm recording the call which that's would all make that counts sense. you don't have to know it right if we're in a, if we're sitting down and i'm like let's uh, set up a, a, a meeting where we're going to talk about secrets and i record it and i know i'm recording it and you don't that's still okay, okay. But it also depends on where you're calling. So if I call New York, let's say, where they have much stricter laws on this, I don't think I can record it. I th- yeah. I, or you because have to say, the, I am recording yeah, this and, call. And, and then you can... the, your call may be recorded. They can hang up. But here in Texas, I don't have to say it may be recorded. I'm just start recording. So I should have recorded this call. We were, we're looking for these, uh, you know, those fancy pants steel case standing adjustable electric desks. Yeah. I need one of those things because my back is, is on the mend. 
Uh, but I need, I need, I spent a lot of time standing. I spent pretty much a whole day standing. I You're need standing to sit, right now. Yeah. Need to sit down once in a while. Rest, uh, rest your knees. So I want to get a, get a, uh, a desk that'll adjust for that. So I wanted to see it's the series five and seven that we wanted to see. So I called the company. If you go to the Steelcase website, you call the, call the company in town that they recommend. I won't say who it is. I called them up and I, and the guy says, yeah, hello. And whatever the name of the company is, barely said it. I said, uh, okay, I was wondering if you guys had any of the Steelcase Series 5 or Series 7 desks in stock that we could come in, you know, on the floor. We've never that we could seen come one, in right? Look at. Come in? We've seen them like at, at uh, you know, right, Tumblr never, has like, them or something. Them. But we, I wanted to go in and like really get a look at it and not be messing with somebody else's desk in their office. Really get a chance to look yeah. at it. Guy says, uh... Uh, yeah, no, I don't think we have any of those. Like, we got the air touch, but, uh, I'm like, well, do, do you, do you have them? Well, we might, uh, hang on. Uh, do we have any of the Series 7 ones, uh, <laughs> or what? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know. No, yeah, we know, well, no, we don't have those. We, the air touch is good, though. That's not how, and these are an authorized steel case distributor. Here's yeah. what you say. It's Bring a great up. day at Austin, uh, at Austin furnishings. How may I help you? Oh, I was wondering if you had any of this. Steel case. You know what? We don't currently have any of those on our floor. Unfortunately, we don't, but we do have all their brochures and you sure can come in and see the air touch model that we have. It'll kind of give you an idea of it. And we also have this one from another manufacturer. See what I'm doing? I'm getting the person into the into the store, and I'm saying the answer to their question is yes. Right. So you have other things that they could look at, or alternatives, or by the time you come in, we'll have them ordered so that you can see them. How do about, something special. How about that? You know what? Uh, we really do need to have at least one Series Seven because you're not the only person that's asked about this. And I'll see what I can do to get one in stock. But if you if you know if you'd like to come down, I can show you what we have. And if not, I can take your information and let you know if we get one of these in stock because we really should have one. You know what? It's just a response. Yeah, it's a response. So then we uh, we uh, uh, we found um, another place. They're great. We called them up. I said, do you have any? Yes, we do. Now, she was, I think we might have some of the fives and sevens upstairs. Hang on one second. Come. Yes, we do have those. Would you like to come down and see them? We also have this other one. We got this one from all the things I wanted to hear from the first place. She said all of these things. And your call was over in like 30 seconds. Right. Like everything you needed to know was taken care of in that amount of time. It was great. That's fantastic. And I looked over at you, Hattie, because I had on, on speaker. I looked and over you at you. Like, I'm like, yes. this is what we want. Yep. This is the kind. And you know what? We came down the next morning. We went down there and we looked at all their stuff. And guess what? We're going to be spending for the new office. We're going to be spending thousands with them. We're getting all the stuff we need from them now. Not just the desks. They're, they had a solution for this other little table seating thing that we needed. They've got a, a new for the new uh, recording room that we're going to have yeah. video in. They're getting all that stuff for us. We're buying our chairs from them. All because she was caring and considerate on the phone. Mm-hmm. That's all it took. If this, this first guy, he'd be writing out a check. He'd be going on a boat instead of her. Now she's getting a boat. I want a boat. Hey, who's this? Yes, hi. This is Armin Nicole from Switzerland. Switzerland. Wow. Welcome to the show. 
Yeah, there's a seven seven hours time difference. I was going to say, what time is it there? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like eight o'clock at night there, right? Almost. Yeah. Yeah, but exactly. you're up late. I thought you guys went to bed as soon as it got dark. No, no, it's still uh, it's still uh, not dark outside. So okay, all right. <laughs> so how are you? How is everything going? What uh, what are we popular in Switzerland? I imagine we must be incredibly popular in Switzerland. We yeah, in my apartment, you're popular. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But, uh, so what are you calling about? But, uh, how can we I help don't you? Know anybody else? How can we help you? Uh, I wrote you in uh, last week about meeting at WWDC and oh, about yeah. some other stuff. And yeah. I don't, I don't know if you've seen the email. Uh, you know, I get a lot of email, and uh, and and there's a lot of people who want to meet at, at WWDC. So I'm just trying to sort mm-hmm. through the the list of that. But we're going, we're going to be, you know, we'll be actually, there. how do you remind me? We got to get our plane tickets. Writing it take, down. Take a letter. We got to. I'm uh, taking a letter. Make a note to get those uh, squared away today. We've got our hotels and all that uh, stuff worked out. So yep. so you're going to so you're you're basically calling the show to see if I got your email. Is that right? <laughs> no, no, I I, I can I can. Tell you my story if you want. Yeah, I would love it. All right, all right. Okay, so I'm a software developer at a company delivering e banking software to banks. You know, Switzerland and banks, it's pretty popular. Mm-hmm. And um, I started there in mid 2012, and I started feeling unhappy like, I don't know, a year ago. And uh, I never did something about it. Okay. And um, and now I'm trying to. I because I started um, because there were a lot of people now leaving the company, and it's getting really uh, difficult because um, project managers are are strange and 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 yeah, not, not very comfortable to work anymore. Right. And lots of friends, lots of friends leaving, and and it's getting difficult. So that sucks. So it sounds like it's a it's a, a bummer of an environment right now for you. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, I mean, this one um, this one person went on holiday for a month and came back and basically said, "Yeah, I'm going to quit." <laughs> yeah. So what are, what are you thinking about doing, or what are you considering doing? Yeah. Also. Yeah, that was that was that uh, that uh, with this person that was in December and. One thing you need to know about Switzerland, we have a three-month uh, notice period. What does that mean? So if you if if you quit in December, you can leave uh, end of March. Oh, you have a three-month really? notice that you have to. You oh my gosh, that's that crazy! Who is that in favor of? Is that in in favor of the employer? It would sound like. Do they have something similar? If they want to give you, um, if they want to fire you, do they have to give you the same notice? Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Okay, so it's an awkward three months. Yeah, right. <laughs> so like, you're fired uh, ninety days from now. Right. Keep doing a great job, though. <laughs> yeah. So, so what are what are I mean? What's your yeah, plan? So, what's your plan of attack here? Do you, you you know are you are you gonna be quitting and going somewhere else or what? 
Yeah, so this is this is my 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 plan for 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 um, for San Francisco now with um, the BC happening. Um, I'm going to San Francisco and trying to find, to meet uh, new new people, get uh, get to know the companies, uh, maybe get an interview at the company and um, and uh, make a good impression. I think that's a great idea. So you're you're basically spending your own money. To yeah. go to WWDC in the hopes that you will be able to meet somebody who will say, yes, come from the land of the ice and snow unto San Francisco and work with us here at our company. Yeah, basically, yes. Yes. That's it. That's that's it. Well, first of all, going to WWDC, it, it's, it's a great that's experience. That's a great idea, too. It's a great idea. You're going to meet tons and tons of great people. Uh, you know, I would definitely, if you're doing that and I'm sure you're going to, I would definitely spend a lot of time, as much time as you have researching, researching who's going, who's going to be there, the top companies, wh- what parties they might be going to. If you can yeah. get in, mm-hmm. you know, all of that. Mm-hmm. Were you able to get a plan or of you, action? Are you getting a ticket? No, I didn't get a ticket, but um, there is Altcoms, this, this alternative conference. Um, oh, yeah. I'm going there. And and I know a few people from Twitter that are going, and you guys are going. So, and uh, I don't know. Uh, Jim Jim from Amplified is probably having having a party. Maybe I drop him a line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a it's a definitely a great way to get involved and to try to uh, to try to, to to get your name out there. But one thing that my advice for you is when you show up there, you've got to have like Hattie was saying, you've got to have a plan of attack. Have you and know if there's business work cards, that you've resumes, done, everything, yeah, all of that. If you, have you built an app, great. Like, tell people about it. You know, have you built websites, applications, things that represent your work that people can easily see? Like, put that on your business card. Make sure there's links. Make sure when you meet people that you don't come across as like a smarmy jerk looking for a job. Uh, be honest. More with like people. a cool guy that you're be just a excited. cool guy looking for a job. Like that's fine, but don't be like, can you hire me and bring me to the U.S.? I, I, that's hard for a lot of U.S. companies to do is is to, to to bring someone on. But you've definitely got the right attitude, and uh, and you've definitely got, uh, you know, I I think the the kind of risk-taking attitude that that people would respect and and uh and and i wish you luck and yeah let's try and hook up in wwdc It'd be fun yeah yeah great great yeah uh, i mean i don't know i i'm 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 trying and and i'm i'm proud to finally do something uh, about it because because it, it was getting uh i was i was really trying to quit in december so i'm pretty proud of myself now looking back that I didn't because it wouldn't have been a great idea. Right. And yeah. Timing is everything, you know, that's what they say. Well, listen, thanks so much for the call yeah. and, uh, and, and I'll, I'll get to your email eventually and we'll hook up, man. Take care of yourself. Thanks for the call. Oh, great. Great. Right. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. I like that. He's taking a nice risk. Yep. I think a lot of people would be too scared to do that. Like to spend a lot of money for something that they're not sure will even work out. So I commend I commend him. Yeah, I mean who who knows? It's it's definitely you know, I don't know how much a ticket from Switzerland to uh to 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 that with the hotel and everything else is, but it's not cheap. It's thousands. Oh, I yeah. take the risk. So anyway. Good luck to him. I'm sure he'll 
find us in San Francisco. And we're going to have, we're trying to start now to plan a five by five meetup every year. We say, Oh, we'll do a big five by five meetup. And we we wind up having like a couple small ones that we don't really publicize. But this year, I think we've got a venue. We've got two possible venues. You know, the ones I mean, Addie. Yep. Oh, oh, I know. Oh yeah. All right. So let's get, uh, got two more calls to do and we're out. Hey, who's this? It's Derek. Derek. Derek, uh, yeah, well, Derek, Derek you. S. from uh, from high school? Is this you? <laughs> Class in 90? No, I called last year. I was on uh, episode 16 talking to you about uh, getting tenure at a university. Oh my I gosh, remember I remember you. this is a classic old episode. That's episode 16, which is uh, also known uh, at, at home as a hogshead of money. This is when when Ansa sat in with us, and uh, Hattie was just a wee little producer back then. And, uh, a wee lass. And we, we have a link in the show notes there to Ansa and the objectification of Hattie Cook and all of that stuff. That was that time period, Hattie. Hot girl is hot, blonde girl oh, is hot blonde time girl is period. Hot. Yeah, yeah. So what's up with you? Why are you checking back in? What has happened to you? Well, it, I decided to stick around, and I I did get promoted. So now, so I ten, have explain what tenure is. About, explain, explain, please, what tenure is to those who are not in the academia world. Uh, you're appointed for life unless you do something egregious. Right. It's basically like you get a job at a university as a teacher and you stay there for a certain period of time and you get tenure, which is not like I thought when I was a kid and my mom, who was a college professor, always talked about wanting tenure. It is not tenure. As you so thought. As I thought. It's, it's <laughs> no. tenure, which means unless you do something terrible, you're not going to get fired. You have a job. And so you got promoted. What, what's your situation now? Um, well, so, yeah, I got tenure. And um, now I'm kind of I'm looking ahead. I want to I want to kind of quit, so to speak, my my old way of thinking. I uh-huh. kind of felt like I was playing it real safe to get tenure and now I want to move on and I got a lot of great ideas and I want to push on things. But then I'm also, I got a young family. I got a four year old and a three month old and I'm kind of like the primary caregiver. My wife's a physician. She works all the time. And so I'm kind of like, I got a lot of friction thinking about how do I, how do I move on and stop playing it safe? But also, you know, I don't have, I don't have that many hours in the day to, to do extra work. And, you know, is it okay to sit around and wait or is, am I just going to keep kind of playing it safe? I, it, I'm really trying to push and, and grow and it's, it's hard timing thinking about how to make that work. Yeah. Um, that's a really tough question. I mean, again, this comes down to it. So your wife, it, it, it sounds like with you working at a university, you don't make a ton of money. Uh, but, but your wife being, uh, you said she was a physician. Yeah. So she's, you know, she, she's probably pretty stable, I would guess in, in, in income. I don't know. I think we all have this idea that doctors are like raking it in, but it, the reality <laughs> of it is that they're, they're generally not. Um, but, uh, but in, in any case, um, it sounds like there's some kind of stability there, but you're saying you're the primary caregiver for your kids and probably picking them up, taking them to school, that kind of stuff. You've got, yeah, exactly. you've for you. I feel like there's only, and maybe I'm being short-sighted, but for you, there's only one real option that I would feel comfortable with if it was me, and that is 
just trying, I know you said you tried this, but continue to try doing side jobs, continue to try doing work on the side. You've got to keep trying that. You've got to keep doing that. Build that up, build a name for yourself from doing great work, build a reputation for yourself from doing great work, do as much work as you can in public. In other words, projects and things that are visible. Um, if you're doing code, if you're whatever, contribute to the projects that you care about, be part of a small team of people that do something that'll help get your name associated with really good work that you've done. Uh, that's the only way to do it because if you just like quit your thing, then whatever income you're bringing in, that's probably going to be gone. Whatever, because look, you may find after you do it that you don't love doing it. I mean, you don't know. And then you've lost your tenure. Like that's hard to get, man. No, yeah, I, th- I mean, I think you're right about that. And I'm, you know, I think for the most part, I'm looking to stick around, but I'm kind of just looking to shift gears, you know, within the job. Now, now I have more freedom, you know, because of the tenure to do work that might interest me more so than work that other people think is valuable or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And, you know, how do, how do I keep pushing on that rather than just, you know, doing the same old, same old, because it's, it's easy to tell myself, you know, like the previous caller, like it's easy to get comfortable and yeah, think is. like, well, you know, I don't really have that much time anyway. Yeah. And I'm protected. <laughs> All right. Those other things. Right. It's like, it, yeah. But at the same time, I just, I think, I think there has to be a very careful balance between risk taking and comfort. And that's, that's what it sounds like you're struggling with to me. And it is, it is a struggle, but you've just, when you, when there are kids involved and, and you're have responsibilities to them, uh, I almost feel like playing it safe is, is like, I know this isn't like the inspiring thing of me, like telling you, yeah, go out there and do it. But like, you've just got to be more careful. You've got to think about it more. Right. Think, think yeah. about it more. Take your time with it. Play it a little bit safe. Take a risk, but play it a little bit safe. You know, call call me back when you know what's going to go on, and, and tell me what's going on with you. All right. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. Good luck to you. Thank you. Bye. He was on hold for two hours, honey. This Dedication. is our last last call, right now. I'm prepared. You take this one. Hey there. Hi, Dan. Hi, it's Virginia. Oh, Virginia. <gasps> You're back. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. You get cell phone in a car uh, parked. Don't worry. Well, she's actually more clear than the, the last one. You're more oh, clear than the okay. last call. So what's All on right. your mind, Virginia? What's, what's happening to you? This, you know, <laughs> I don't know with you anymore. Well, I, I know, you know, Dan, I always call when you're like, well, somebody's going to call or we're just not doing the show. I always, I well, always I need you to do that. I need you to call. I'm glad I can count on you. I know, but then I have to go. Then I have to go. The show runs long because, you know, we got lots of people to, to catch up with, to learn about. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, but I'm glad that, that you fit me in. Of course. It's short, right? Yeah, sure. You got to go. Yeah, I do. <laughs> so what's well, up? How are I'm you? What's, what's, what's your story? For people who don't know about Virginia, Virginia worked at a very large company in the Seattle area. That's safe to say that? Can I say that? I would even go so far as to call it a large online retailer and ebook monolith mm-hmm. in the Seattle area. Yes. That's what I would call it. And yeah. how and what happened since then? What is the story of what's happened since then? 
Well, um, like you, I'm kind of not so into the term entrepreneur because I don't really think I ever had this bent for like, I'm going to start my own business. It was more like, I'm allergic to having a job and I'm already doing this business on the side and I might as well try to do that with more of my time since I like it better. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing that for a little over a year now as like my primary source of income. I'm finally making money, Dan. I'm making bank. Um, You're making bank. Sort of. Nice. It, <laughs> I made a lot of bank. Um, so it turns out that even if you don't buy into all the marketing hype about things like New Year's resolutions and Valentine's Day, my customers do. So I had a right. really busy January and February, <laughs> you know, helping people not be lonely. On Valentine's Day. That's nice. It, it, it was, but I'll tell you, I finally was at that really high client load that was what I had always been kind of striving towards and going, if I can, you know, be booking this many people at this, you know, price tier, I will be making the income that I want to make as a small business owner. And I was there, and you know what, Dan? What? I can't live like that. You can't? I can't live like that. Well, how do, no. you, want, how do you want to live? Where do you want to be? How do, how do you want it to work? You're going you're gonna to shake your head and laugh, probably. Maybe. But, like, I want, <laughs> I want to really focus more on doing more downloadable, resellable stuff, because I don't want to be on the hook for those non-passive income streams where it's like I'm being paid for my time live with a person. It's you, my anxiety level during those couple of months when I had like maybe 15, 20 active clients that are constantly needing appointments and check-ins and phone calls and checks and support. Like I couldn't, it was too much. I, I mean, I, I hear you. And this is, you know, this is something that we talked to Virginia about a long time ago. Um, and, and basically, you know, it's, Virginia's Virginia was doing something that required her to literally be on the hook and on the phone and talking to people and doing work in order to doing a lot of promotional work and a lot of time and a lot of energy spent in not a big return. But it is it it is true. And Shloka had said this uh, in, you know, in past in past shows that like you want to do something and create something that is going to, you know, that is going to earn you money more than once when you've done it, you know, you want to do that thing, whether it's write a book or make a website or have something that people can pay for and download. That's where the real money is. And, uh, you put in the work to create that thing and then people can go and buy that thing. I mean, it's a little bit like podcasting. If, if you have sponsors in a way, because the sponsor is paying us money based on a lot of the time, based on downloads and how much our listeners, uh, use the services that we talk about to, and, and, and support the show. Like what you're doing, what you're talking about it, it is doing. And this is the way that people need to think when they're going to start something new. They need to think, how is what I'm doing right now uh, going to make me money later? Right. And so that's what you're doing. I am. And, you know, I think I've been really slow. I kind of feel like uh not exactly ashamed, but I'm embarrassed of my lack of progress in that field. But it's, it's largely because like, I don't know. I think I have standards that historically have exceeded my budget, but because I want to produce something that's really polished, that looks good, that doesn't just look like hacked together and thrown out. And I'm frankly not that good with, you know, video editing, graphic design. Like even though I used to work editing eBooks and making them beautiful, like I don't, 
want to spend my time doing that. Like, I want to spend my time writing and sort of outsourcing all of that artistic stuff to other vendors. And now I finally have enough that I've made in my business to be able to, you know, hire pros to really put stuff together. So that's kind of my, my project for this next year is really making the stuff that I put out there good. You know, I had a really crappy podcast for a while, terrible audio quality, inconsistent, you know, schedule, like flaky co-hosts who had other commitments. And it was like, this is not what I want to put my name on as what I put out there and, you know, actually try to sell all the sponsors. So it's like, you know, I got to kind of take it to the next level to be happy about it. And I've made enough money during that frenzy of, you know, booking clients constantly. Mm And now I can actually afford to kind of step back. And, you know, you were talking earlier about your kids, like, we don't have kids yet, but that's on the horizon. And a big part of what I'm trying to do is design a business plan that will let me stay at home and hang out with little ones. I'm not going to be able to do that with a baby if I'm, you know, on the phone with a client or right. or whatever. So like having video book stuff when parenthood kind of takes focus is going to be smart. So it's all kind of thinking big and not small. Right. So that's what I've been up to. Well, cool. Well, that's a great follow-up. Thank you, and thanks for calling in. I'd love to hear your ongoing story, and I think what I like about your story is that you don't give up. You keep trying something different. You know what? This thing didn't work. I'm going to try this. Oh, that didn't work. I'm going to try this other thing. And Oh, that did work. I'm going to do more of that. That's the way that you survive. Uh, you being, adapt being a person who's in business for themselves that's the way that you survive is not by you know i must succeed this thing must work i will and it push has to work this and, one way right yeah you know what has to work you you have to work at the thing that makes you happy you have to work at the thing that that is going to lead you into that you know the next year basically and being open-minded enough to say wow that sucked. I didn't like that. I didn't do a good job on that. Or, you know, this is not maybe the best idea as I thought it was. Okay, that's cool. How can I fix it? And that's Virginia is the poster child of that. Virginia, thank you so much for your call and continue good luck to you and call again soon. All right. I will update you guys. Take it easy. And uh, yeah, put me in touch with the gal who's living in a basement. We'll work it out. Everybody yeah. can, you know, rise up from the, the quitter ashes. So. That's right. So, so she'll be fine. All right. Thanks for the call, Virginia. Good luck. Okay, bye. 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 She's great. Always wonderful to hear from our friend Virginia and uh, and everybody else who has called. Thank you for doing that. You can uh, go to 5by5.tv slash quit. There really aren't any show notes for this one. But we're back on a regular schedule now doing quits on Friday. So yep. uh, be sure to tune in live. We'd love to have you call in. And uh, you can email the show if you want. I do do uh, email questions and responses and stuff. We love to do that. So go to 5by5.tv slash contact and you'll see quit listed there. You can click the little link and it will uh, pop up a mail window where you can send us email. And uh, make sure you let us know if it's okay to read it on the show. Uh, which usually is the point of why people are emailing, but who knows? Anyway, thanks again. You can follow me on Twitter. I am Dan Benjamin on Twitter. If you want to follow Hattie, who is you were surprisingly quiet working away there, and you're yep getting things uh, done. But she's Hattie Bird, H A D D I E Bird yep. on Twitter, and uh, really appreciate you listening. Check out our sponsors. It's how we can keep doing these great shows. This for is you. how we do it. Yeah. So uh, thanks again everybody for tuning in for being part of the show we sure couldn't do without you have a great week and we'll see you again next week